The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Monday morning. And um, if you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you head over to SonsLibertyMedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, and we are streaming live right there. Uh, second video down, and then the one above. Bradley had the day off on, what, what, what was that, Saturday? Um, and so <clears throat> mine is still up from Friday. So you can click on that. He'll be live in the top video section later today, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. You can catch him there at sonsoflibertymedia.com. But if you want to see the face made for radio and some of the things I'm going to show you this morning, uh, instead of just listening, you can participate in that. Click on that, and you can enlarge it, and you can also jump on the 
the uh, chat platform. We have a lot of people in there this morning. Good morning to all you guys, the boat rockers who are in the house there. And uh, while you're at sonsoflibertymedia.com, right above that, subscribe to our email newsletter. Um, we don't rent your email. We don't spam you. We don't sell your email to anybody. And that is available at sonslibertymedia.com. You get the one email from us a day, including the morning show archive video and the podcast, along with all the links of uh, everything that I'm going to be showing you today. And then right at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. Again, we don't ask you for money. We let you know we do have needs. It costs money to do the things that we do. And um, so we trust that there are people out there the Lord has who want to help us uh, in what we're doing, uh, presenting the message that we're presenting, and they have the ability to do so. And if you're one of those people and you want to do that, then click on the donate button at sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can make a one-time donation or you can partner with us as a son or daughter of liberty. Click on that link as well at the top of the page and you can become a monthly supporter. Also, our store is available. Lots of products in there, good conversation starters as well as equipping tools. You can find those all at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Oh, Busy weekend for me, and um, I got into a few things I was looking at this morning. Uh, one of the videos I lost because I tell you, it, it, you know, if you were ever in any Facebook groups, they were kind of neat in that it wasn't too fast in the posting usually. And you go to somewhere like Telegram, and it's it's anything I, I can just go in one group, and there's just constantly stuff just posted <laughs> you know it's just kind of hard to keep up there was a video out of um uh, what's going on there with this g7 summit thing and i wanted to play it but as i was putting out the stuff for the show this morning it shot up in one of the groups and i forgot which <laughs> which group it was to tell you the truth and what's interesting to me though about it is that actually it might have came uh, let me just check and see. Nope, it didn't come from her. Um, anyway, the G Summit, and if you could have seen a G7 Summit, if you could have seen what was going on, you could make out Boris Johnson by the only one there with unkept hair. Um, and he's you know going through the food line or whatever, getting his food. Everybody's unmasked. They're on the beach. It's a barbecue out there. <laughs> and the servants, the, wait- the waiters there, all have masks on. Nobody else has a mask on. Nobody else in the whole on the whole beach has a mask on. And this just shows you what they do. They tell you how to live your life while they go and do the opposite. They're like the Pharisees that Jesus said they they say but they do not do. And it's it's really interesting. I, I want to give you a couple of things and then we're going to jump into the main topic here. I mentioned, I think it was on the show Saturday with Kate and uh, Dr. Madej, and one of the things that I mentioned there was this pastor, a lot of people had not heard about this pastor, who got 18 years for refusing the unlawful edicts of the Louisiana governor. You heard me right. He is not in a third world country. He is not in Africa. He is not in the U.K., He's not even in Canada. He's in the United States in the state of Louisiana. His name's Pastor Tony Spell. And, you know, I don't know what Pastor Spell's doctrine is or any of that. I, I don't. Um, my understanding, I think, 
I think, was some sort of Assemblies of God, but I might, I might be wrong about that, okay? So don't hold me to that. Um, but he pastors Life Tabernacle Church in Baton Rouge, uh, somewhere in the, in the suburb area there. This is from the AP. He is seeking to re, re, uh, seeks a revival of a lawsuit challenging Louisiana's COVID restrictions. Um, and this came out June the 7th. So here's what the AP has to say about Tony. I just want to make you aware of this. We're, we're trying to get Tony on uh, the air. We've had, you guys know we've had Matt Trujillo, the author of uh, The Doctrine of Lesser Magistrate, on several times. He's a friend of the ministry. And, and uh, Matt went down to Louisiana to speak out on behalf of Tony with, I think, some others down there as well. And here's what was said by the AP. About 100 supporters of Louisiana minister gathered outside a federal appeals court in New Orleans on Monday to show support as his lawyers also, or excuse me, asked to revive a lawsuit he filed last year challenging the state's coronavirus restrictions. Tony Spell repeatedly flouted the public health restrictions. It's because I'll guarantee you Louisiana is like most states and they haven't given any authority to the state for science, health, any of that stuff. Um, so he flouted these public health restrictions at his ta- life tabernacle, like the, like the pastors up in Canada, okay, in the Baton Rouge su- uh, suburb of Central, and faces six state criminal counts as a result. Now, what they mean by flouting these things is, you know, having church. That's what he's, that's what he was arrested for. Let's just put it for what it is. Okay. His supporters assembled at a public park across from the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals where they prayed, listened to speeches, and waved flags reading an appeal to heaven. Hmm, That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Spell then walked into the courthouse, escorted across the street by one man carrying a pole with a large cross affixed at the top while a man nearby waved an American flag. A federal judge in Baton Rouge dismissed Spell's lawsuit in November. U.S. District Judge Brian Jackson said the suit against Democratic Governor John Bell Edwards and others was largely moot because the restrictions had been repeatedly eased over several months. Well, that's a stupid ruling. He's not ruling whether or not they've been eased. He's rule, he's, his complaint is they were put in place in the first place. I mean, this judge, Brian Jackson, let me tell you what he's doing. This ruling is the same as saying, well, I know the criminal started off stealing, you know, he was a grand theft thief. But now, he's a petty thief. So, we really shouldn't take any action against him because, see, he's eased his stealing. It's the same thing. Large tyranny, small tyranny, violation of law is what it is. And this is what this this people need to move to um, remove U.S. District Judge Brian Jackson. They need to impeach him. He's demonstrated right then and there that he's not about following the law. He's about letting the lawless go. Since that ruling, almost all state restrictions have been lifted. Well, that's great. What about the time it wasn't listed lifted? What about the time it was implemented? What about the fines that were incurred? What about the businesses that were lost? What about the people who were injured due to lawlessness by this governor and the agents of the state who wanted to implement it? Hmm? This judge is willing to let them go. Okay? I bet he's not willing to do that for you, though. 
If you get in trouble, I bet he's not willing to, to say, oh, I know you've eased a little bit. Yeah, I bet he's not willing to do that. Lawyers for Spell also are appealing Jackson's rule, ruling that Spell is not entitled to damages. Spell's attorneys include Roy Moore, a former Alabama judge and failed U.S. Senate candidate, and I would also say the head of the Alabama Supreme Court, which they failed to really put in there. That's a pretty big thing the advocate ought to be putting in there, don't you think? Judge Stephen Higginson, one of three appeals court judges hearing the case in New Orleans, questioned whether First Amendment protections of assembly and religious practices would render Edwards' emergency restrictions illegal if churches weren't being singled out. He compared the COVID-19 restrictions with other public safety limits on gatherings such as fire codes. What we've got here are governor's proclamations, more said, later adding, everybody knows that governors don't make laws. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And to, to question, I mean, this is the funny thing. This, this other judge, Stephen Higginson, questioned whether First Amendment protections of assembly and religious practice would render his... There is no question. He doesn't have any authority over the church. No governor has authority over the church to tell them when they can meet and when they cannot meet. Now, I want to take you to something else before I get into this topic, because this issue of Tony Spell isn't, it doesn't seem to be going away here, okay? And there's a guy by the name of Rod Dreher, I don't know, I guess that's his name. I apologize if I'm pronouncing it wrong. D-R-E-H-E-R, writing at the American Conservative, okay? This is the American Conservative, and he takes on Spell here. Okay, listen to what he has to say. This is this is the American conservative. I want you to get. This is not liberals. This is not Democrats. All right. This is not any of that stuff that you get caught up in. That some of you people get caught up into a right and left paradigm. This is the American conservative. Okay. Here's what he writes. A new Houston video podcaster, Jess uh, Jess Fields, scored a lengthy interview with Pastor Tony Spell of the Life Tabernacle in Baton Rouge. The whole thing here is, and I encourage you to watch it. Or he's, he's got the video here. It's, a, it's almost an hour, so I'll have the link up if you guys want to watch it, okay? He breaks some news. It's infuriating, of course, but also very telling. Let me say straight away, if you think Tony Spell, who is white, I don't know what that has to do with anything, <laughs> is a standard middle-class megachurch evangelical, you are wrong. Spell is a Pentecostal who pastors a church that is quite multiracial, multiracial, and that reaches out to poor and working class people. He's the real deal on the front. Trust me, in Baton Rouge, there are no social advantages to going to Tony Spell's church. So it sounds somewhat positive when he's starting out. Okay. At around the 13-minute point, Spell ranges rages against the unfairness of the virus and how it is hurting the feelings of so many people. Think, he says, about the people who are told that this or that person is non-essential or the high school senior who is told that she can't experience the joy of walking across the stage at graduation all because of a false narrative. The parallel with the progressive secular critical justice people is plain. He seems to believe that because facts about the virus and epidemiology offend a narrative, he he prefers to believe that those facts must be part of a false narrative. He blames media terrorism and government terrorism for this. So do I. 
And it's not a false narrative. Their narrative is falling apart, and I'm going to show you just how silly this writing is here at the American Conservative. Spell says the coronavirus has 99.3% recovery rate, a flat-out lie. The death rate is not 0.07%, according to the WHO. Well, they're the bastion of truth, aren't they? The paid-off and bought-and-paid-for World Health Organization that isn't even run by doctors. It's run by terrorists. Okay? That's one thing this guy didn't tell you, is the WHO is run by terrorists, Marxists, who aren't even doctors. And they claim the global mortality rate is 3.4%, but we know they pumped those numbers up. We heard the politicians, the unelected bureaucrats tell us they were putting COVID deaths on virtually anything that come in that they could. But forget it. Let me just tell you this. Let's just say it is 3.4%. That's nearly 100% recovery rate worldwide even though he makes a big deal to say it's five times greater than what Tony Spell complains or claims. He goes on and he says that um, Fields asked what he, Spell, would do if he were Louisiana's governor. He said, we have to keep our nation going. We need hope. In other words, we have to stay in motion, even if it kills us. Where's the hope in that? Well, let me ask you something there, Rod. Why aren't you writing something about this concerning the CDC VAERS report, and it's only 1% that's over 5,000 people are killed by uh, following the vaccine? I don't see you writing up stuff like that on the American conservative. You're not a conservative. You're far from it, and it's very evident in the words that you write. Mr. Dreyer says that's false hope. To keep going. He has false hope to trust in the Lord. Psalm 91. Proverbs 3, 5. And that's, that's a false hope, people. That's what this conservative is telling you. Okay? Spell says he would, quote, If you have symptoms, stay at home. That's common sense. The scientists tell us that people can be infected for 10 to 14 days without showing symptoms, during which time the infected person can infect others. Spell is just wrong here and dangerously wrong. Well, Mr. Dreher, you can be infected all over the place, I guess. Because your mask surely doesn't help you. Social distancing doesn't help you. We've had Dr. Merritt on to tell us that when we sneeze, when we cough, any of that other, it goes a lot farther than six feet. And the masks really are not designed to stop a mosquito going through a chain link fence. So you're just wrong. You're deadly wrong, Mr. Dreher. He goes on and he he talks about some other things uh, here. I'll let you guys read that. I, I don't want to spend all my time on it, but I'll let you read some of this if you're if you're interested in that. And then he comes back and he says, oh, you know, I wonder what Tony Spell, who thinks this is all pretty much a big hoax, would say to this ICU nurse, Jennifer Cole, who posted on Facebook, and she talks about losing a patient and all this other stuff. Well, I wonder what Mr. Dreher would say about all those who've been told that a experimental injection promoted by the Trump administration, put in place by the Trump administration, paid for with your money unconstitutionally by the Trump administration, illegally delivered by the military, 
by the Trump administration and continue to be pushed by the Biden administration, I wonder what he would say about those thousands of people who've lost their lives while the media and government, and and I'm sure he would back the governor here, have told them it's safe and effective when it is not. It's never been proven to be. And I don't see him writing stories about that. But you let a preacher come on and tell their people, tell his people just what the Bible says, to trust in the Lord, be faithful unto him, and the conservatives can't stand it. Some conservatives. I know there's a lot of you out there who, who applaud Tony. Okay, Don't get me wrong. Don't see any of this writing against what's really going on here, and it's probably because very possibly that this guy's part of the Mockingbird media. He's just jumped in here at the American Conservative. It really is sad. And, and then after they did this, check this out. They ticketed him for alligator, alligator hunting violations. He's in Louisiana, for goodness sake. Uh, agents cited the 46-year-old on June the 5th in East Baton Rouge uh, Parish for harvesting an alligator during a closed season and harvesting an alligator without processing a license and tag. You know what? I'm just going to tell you. I don't know where government got the authority to tell you when you can and cannot kill an animal. I just, I don't know where they got that authority. Agents received information about Spell posting photos to social media about an alligator he had just shot behind the Life Tabernacle Church in Central. Agents responded to the scene. It was, oh, it was such a criminal act. Responded to the scene immediately where they found Spell in possession of a six-foot alligator. Agents seized the alligator. I bet they're making shoes out of that thing right now. And issued spell the citations. Alligator hunting season in this area of the state doesn't open until September the 1st. Taking alligator during a closed season without a tag comes with a fine somewhere between $400 to $950 and up to 120 days in jail per offense. I, could somebody explain to me how a fine of $400 to $950 or 100 days in jail is actual justice? And where does that money go? It goes to the state, the same state who's issuing the unconstitutional edicts that he's fighting against. doesn't go to somebody who's actually been harmed, a crime has been committed against. It's this. Why do you think this pastor killed the alligator that was behind his church? Same reason I'm going to kill a poisonous snake that's in my yard. I don't want the opportunity for that snake to bite my one member of my family. Well, but they don't have hunting things of like that. No, but an alligator can... <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Oh. Anyway. Well, <clears throat> here's the thing. Let me address something in the chat. Depends on what you mean by important. The violations of the people's rights, the tyrants coming and telling the churches that they cannot open, that they have to social distance, that they have to wear a mask, 
If, if, if you think there's something more important going on than the attack on the church, I'd like to hear it. I'd like to hear it. What? What are we going to talk about? The Wuhan virus that got out? All right, when you guys catch that virus that's got the camouflage trench coat on and the sunglasses and the, and the fedora on his head, and, and you can tell me how he broke out of that lab, then we'll talk. I know money went over there. I know Fauci is behind the funding. I know all of that stuff. Okay, I do. I get it. Somebody told me I was letting Fauci off the hook because of my views. I'm not letting him off the hook. I've said he should be already brought to justice for the lies he's told and for the narrative he's pushed. It hasn't been a true one. And it's cost people their jobs. It's cost people their lives. It's cost people their businesses. Let's talk about what's really affecting Americans right now because this is going to be the vehicle where they're going to drive everything else through. They're using it to to basically destroy the economy here. Okay? They're doing it to justify the printing of money. They're doing it to justify the trillions of dollars that are going to be indebted, that we're indebted for. No, this is, we're right where we're supposed to be. This is important. It's very important. Now, with that said, over the weekend, there was a reporter who was found dead. Not just any reporter. This guy was the guy who broke the story on the tarmac meeting between Bill Clinton and Loretta Lynch. And he wasn't that old. He was only 45 years old. Christopher Sign. I don't know if you guys heard the story. Many of you probably have because you keep up with things in a lot of ways better than I do. But uh, it's interesting to me. And again, I'm not saying the Clintons had anything um, to do with the guy's death. I'm not saying that. But I got to tell you, over the years, even before I was doing the writing and the radio and everything else, It was always interesting to me that people who were close with the Clintons or people who were outing the Clintons were dying. Either in very strange deaths or alleged suicides. And you know where I'm, you know people, you know, the the Mockingbird media can mock it all they want. But the fact of the matter is, all of us don't have close friends or enemies that die around us like the Clintons do. We just don't have it. So here's the story. This is from AL.com. Veteran TV newsman and former University of Alabama football player Christopher Sign died Saturday morning in an apparent suicide, according to police. At 8.13 a.m. Saturday, the Hoover 911 Center received a call of a person down at a residence on South Trace. However, police and fire personnel arrived to find 45-year-old sign dead. Uh, the police lieutenant there, Keith, and I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, um, Chesklaba, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it, uh, C-Z-E-S-K-L-E-B-A, said the death is being investigated as a suicide. ABC 3340 in 2017 announced Sign was returning to Birmingham from Phoenix as the evening anchor, replacing David Baird after he retired. Uh, Sign co-anchored broadcasts with Brenda Layden and uh, Layden, 
I hope I'm pronouncing these names right, and Pam Huff. And they provide their deepest sin, uh, sympathies for what went on there. And while he was a, a reporter and morning anchor at ABC affiliate KNXV TV in Phoenix, Sign broke the story of the June 2016 secret tarmac meeting between former Bill Clinton, uh, President Bill Clinton, and then Attorney General Loretta Lynch. Sign wrote a book about his experience called Secret on the Tarmac. He also won, he won an Emmy Award. Uh, as well, and um, he leaves behind his wife and three sons. Very a very sad story. Now, could there be something that led him to commit suicide? Yeah, there there could be, sure. Um, but in all of these cases where you find these things like this, I know I'm not the only one. You just wonder what happened to this guy. And yeah, it's been four or five years since breaking that story. I get it. But you do wonder what happened to this guy, whether or not it was a genuine suicide or whether it was something else. And uh, I'll, you know, I'll leave that up to the listener um, to determine whether or not that's the case. Okay. Now, with that said, there are several other things that I want to bring to your attention this morning. Um, One is some parents there is um, a young man by the name of Benjamin Goodman. He was 32 years old, lived in New York. He was a stagehand. He got the Johnson & Johnson shot. Now, the Johnson & Johnson shot's not getting a lot of talk, okay? But let me tell you something. Do you guys remember when they were fine? I mean, they lost several lawsuits, millions of dollars, because they knowingly put carcinogens, hope I said that right, in their baby powder. Pushed it on the public as though it was safe. Lots of women got ovarian cancer. There were all kinds of cancers that came from that. And several people have won lawsuits against them, and yet they're still in business. And they were authorized to create a, quote-unquote, coronavirus shot. The COVID-19 shot. In fact, we were told that Pfizer Moderna actually used the mRNA to affect your DNA. And when, I believe it was Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, when she was on, she said the Johnson & Johnson directly affects your DNA. It doesn't, it bypasses that whole messenger RNA and goes straight to the DNA and it, it changes your DNA. So here is Benjamin Goodman, 32-year-old New York stagehand, takes the J&J shot, and is dead within 24 hours. He's dead within 24 hours. And unlike other even local reports of people dying or having um, adverse effects, and you get some knucklehead that comes along and says, I know they would tell you to get that shot too. Oh, you do? Have you talked to them? They're dead. How do you know that? I'll bet they wouldn't do that. I'll bet they would stay as far away from that thing as they could. Well, Mr. Goodman's family, his parents, have a word to say, and it ain't that message. Here they are. My name is Pamela Goodman, and my 32-year-old stepson, Benjamin, was killed by the Johnson & Johnson vaccine on March 14, 2021. Within 12 hours... He was dead of a cardiac arrest, sudden death. 
we don't want any more people to die. Benjamin would not want anyone else to die. The autopsy is inconclusive. The medical examiner is changing their phone number and returning, refusing to answer our calls or give us a toxicology report. The mainstream media is not reporting these deaths, these serious adverse reactions. We can't bring Benjamin back. And this is not only just about Benjamin, this is about all of humanity. Benjamin would not ever want anybody to take an experimental vaccine that could cause death or permanent inju uh, injury. If he knew what he knew what now, we know now, what we know now in March, which no one is letting anyone know, no mainstream media outlets, nothing. You have to dig and dig and dig to find anything, and even then you're called crazy. That's right. Nothing has nothing to do with anything. There's no correlation. That's right. Healthy people are just dropping dead of blood clots, everything. And everything is being hidden, and Benjamin would never, ever want anyone to die or be injured. This is horrific. This is criminal. This is murder. And people need to wake up and speak out. Okay, that's the parents of Benjamin uh, Goodman, and, whoops, and uh, they're right on. You can't find this. If anybody, I'm, I'm dead serious when I say this. If anybody can find me anywhere in the Mockingbird media, now let me explain what I mean by that. I'm talking about the major outlets. And you can't even find it on Fox News or Newsmax or any of this stuff. You, you can't find it. The reports on the theirs, the reports on people like Benjamin Goodman, who's dead now following this. The reports where his family is calling this out. If you can find that in the main, I'm, I'm in the in the in the major marketplace, okay? I'm not talking about the local affiliates that may be tied to an ABC or an NBC because you can see some of those. A lot of times we get stories from the local outlets, the local affiliates there. I'm talking about the major national ones, okay? The span the United States. If you can find that, send it to me. I'd like to see them actually report on this. But did you hear what the mom said? I can't, we can't find this information from the people that we're supposed to be getting it from, which the First Amendment uh, protects so that they can tell us that. It protects them. See, this is how it goes. And I'll go back to what I was saying about Tony Spell and this guy over at uh, the so-called American conservative. Doesn't sound too conservative to me. But he talks about, he goes down here and he says, uh, let me find it because I was reading it um, before the show. And I want to give you what he said. And I'll make my point with this. This is, again, from the American conservative, what I was reading on Tony Spell. This is what the writer said. The thing that keeps coming back to me as I listen to this pastor is how much he stands on rights. Nothing ever about duties, about self-sacrifice, just a MAGA Jesus version of I'm going to do what I darn well want to do and don't you dare try to stop me or make me feel bad about it. How is that all the different from the social justice warriors? That's what, that's what this guy writes. Well, let me tell you something. 
And I'll tie it up with what Benjamin Goodman's parents said. The reason the First Amendment protects the press, freedom of the press, is this. When it talks about rights, they're God-given rights. What does the press have a God-given right to do? Tell the truth, right? Report the truth. If they don't report the truth, what are they engaging in? They're engaging in fraud, right? They're engaging in fraud. They're not using their rights to do their duty, which is tell the truth. They're using their rights or hiding behind rights to engage in criminal activity. Okay? Why is it that somebody like Tony Spell can speak about our rights? Because there are duties. I mean, this guy, this same guy, this Dreyer guy, sit here and said that Pastor Tony Spell and his church is not only, I don't even like the term multiracial, racial. Um, if, if you want to have people with different skin colors or different ethnicities come into your church, I see no problem with that because guess what's going to happen in heaven? All those people who are believers are going to be there. It doesn't matter where they come from, what their skin color is, what their language is, or any of that stuff. In fact, we see in the book of Revelation, there are praises given unto the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because you've saved people from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. You save people out of all of the human race. The human race. Okay? This writer wrote, his church is multiracial. He reaches out to the poor and working class people. He's the real deal on that front. He's the real deal on obeying God in those things. And yet he comes down here and he says, it's all about rights. Nothing about duties. Rights, rights, rights. Wait a minute. You just said he was doing his duty. Are you confused, Mr. Dreyer? Well, let's go to the parents of Benjamin Goodman. They're calling out the Mockingbird media, and why are they doing that? Because the media has not done its duty. It has used its rights as a cover for evil. That's what they've done. They have pushed to you the lie that the jab is safe and effective. It is neither. It has never been proven that. It is only authorized by a bunch of bureaucrats. And by the way, let me just throw this out here for people who want to poo-poo things. Those bureaucrats aren't scientists either. They aren't doctors. And they're violating the law when there were treatments for what they claimed existed. Okay? But they push this on the people. And now we have over it we have known officially on record over 5000 Americans who are dead now from this in just a few months. We have more than 100,000 officially on record who have been injured through these vaccines. That's a fact. That's just a fact. I don't I I didn't make that up. That's, that's a fact. You can go to the CDC website on the VAERS report, and you can see it for yourself. And I'm going to keep saying this. Some people don't like it because they say, well, we have no proof of that and this, that, and the other. The proof came with the study from Harvard that said, hey, they're only recording about 1% of whatever's going on out there. Now, I'm not saying we have 
half a million people that are dead from the vaccine in five months. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying the possibility is there. And more than a million who've been injured by this vaccine and they're not reporting on it. That is a possibility. And I say that due to the Harvard study, which was confirmed again, not only in 2010 when they did it, but in 2016. So the Mockingbird media is not doing their job. They're doing the bidding of those who control them and those who are paying them and those who are writing the stories that they have to read off the teleprompter. That's what they're doing. They're not serving the people anymore. They're propagandizing the people. And this is why one of the things, you know, when we brought Kate Shimerani on, she started coming on the Saturdays, I started thinking, how, how, how is this beneficial? I, you know, I was trying to think through those things. How is this? Does this promote liberty? How does it promote what Scripture says? And I've been amazed to see that exactly what Kate brings to the table as far as how we take care of our bodies, how we eat, and things that goes right back to what God set up for us. He's designed our bodies. He's given us the fuel for those bodies to take care of them. And we've ignored that. We just said, eh, it doesn't matter. And we just go on about our way. And so there's been a way to call us back to looking after ourselves, caring for ourselves, and, uh, and not trusting in these narratives and some of this, you know, medical stuff. And again, I'm, I'm not against doctors here. I'm really not. I think doctors are good for certain things. But the vast majority of doctors that I've heard from don't really push the idea of really taking care of your body. They tell you that, and then they give you all this medication. And you, many of you know, you're my age or older, some of you younger, and you've seen your parents. You've seen your parents go from being very healthy and then all of a sudden they're, they're having to take something for their blood pressure. And then that affects something else and they have to take, and they may even been eating good. They just needed maybe some, some kind of correction. Instead, they got put on some kind of blood pressure medicine. And then that started affecting something else. So they gave them another medicine for that. And then that started affecting something and they had to go to another medicine, this, that, and the other. And before long, they've got 20 or 30 medications and then they're what the... Guys come on, you know, every year they want your uh, your vote, and they say, you know, Grandma is looking in the refrigerator. Is she going to have food, or is she going to have her medication? Well, maybe if we had dealt with the food issue correctly first, we wouldn't have to be worried about the medication. That's just that's just my opinion. Okay. But here again, we have parents who seems to me they were all for you know. Him getting his little bioweapon shot, Mr. Goodman. And he gets it, and he's dead now. And now they're speaking out. Good for them for speaking out. And, you know, I'm sorry to hear the story. I really am. I, I don't rejoice in any of these people dying or having some of the adverse effects that they have. I mean, it's uh, some of these stories are truly heartbreaking. They really are. I mean, this is a young man, 32 years old. 32 years old. His life's gone. Why? Because he believed the media that was telling him that shot was safe and effective. He believed a government that put it out and said it was safe and effective. He believed a illegitimate president who said you need to have this in order to return to normal. 
They didn't believe God when he said such things as, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, for the error that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Folks, this isn't cultish. I have nothing to gain from anybody that I say this to. I'm not trying to control people. I'm just simply saying, if you believe what God says, what does he say about protecting you from such things as coronavirus? What does he say? See, I think in all of this, I'm just going to, I think in all of this, there has been, there is something that has been lost about a biblical worldview of disease. Sometimes we don't know why disease comes. We're not told certain instances. Paul talks about leaving, I believe it was Epaphroditus, because he was sick. He had to leave him at one time. Now, Paul had the, we we read in Scripture, Paul had the ability to heal people. We saw that at certain times. We saw the apostles had that. We saw Jesus had that. But we even saw where Jesus goes in certain towns, and there wasn't any faith among the people, and he didn't do any miracles. And we see Paul here leaving Epaphroditus. He's leaving there. He's saying he's sick. Well, Paul, why didn't you heal him? And then we find other times in Scripture. One is, you remember, because we went over this recently um, here at home, and that is that uh, David had made a census of the people. He counted the people. And he sinned against God in doing it. And he realized he had sinned against God. And he was immediately broken over that, and God said, okay, I'm going to put something before you as a punishment, as just as justice for this. And out of all the things, the, the things that God presented him, David says, we'll take, the, we'll take that pestilence for three days, and we'll trust that you will be merciful to us. It's very possible you might be merciful to us in that. And so God sent it, and thousands of people died, And it was because of David's sin. So sometimes God brings those kinds of things as judgment. And by the way, you can go read in Deuteronomy 28 where he brings, he brings judgment on the rebellious nation, the nation that won't obey his commands. Instead of being blessed, they get the curses. And I don't think God is caught by surprise about anybody's death especially those who are his. The Bible says, precious in the sight of the Lord are the deaths of his saints. And those of you who are not his, who may be listening to me, he knows about your death too. It doesn't take him by surprise either. But here we have these things. In fact, when we go over to Amos 3.6, shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people be not afraid? Shall there be an evil in the city, and the Lord hath not done it? See, a lot of people don't like the God who is. They don't like the true and living God, the sovereign God. The one determines who he will have mercy on and whom he will harden. 
They don't like that God. They want a God that looks like them, that sounds like them. And this is where a lot of the uh, Greek mythology and all of that stuff got caught up into very fleshly visions of gods. Read in Deuteronomy. Again, you can go and read the blessings and the cursings, Deuteronomy chapter 28. And following that, here's what God had to say. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Let me ask you something, friend. Do you believe that God really does love you? And that He really does want you to live? And that He really does want you to prosper? And He does want you to be blessed? Then do what He says. Then do what He says. I've been thinking for a while. And a lot of different... Well, on a lot of different things. But the more I think about Satan and his desire to be like God, what better way for him to approach that? Because he's deceived himself, okay? Than to do it here on earth. To try to institute a government. You know, the Bible tells us that the the government rests upon the shoulders of the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus. And here is Satan trying to get the governments, right? Trying to take control of governments so that in his vision, the governments rest upon his shoulders. And he'll be the one to determine what's right and wrong, what the punishments will be for that. He did say he wants to be his God, doesn't he? Just remember that when you see the liars who come on and tell you their lies. Just remember that when you see the lawless come on. They do not have your, your best interests at heart. And if God thought as much to take Satan and kick him out of heaven for it, how much more should the people not tolerate it too? Remember, our warfare is not against the guy who can't calm his hair over there in the UK or the illegitimate president in the People's White House today. Our warfare is a spiritual one. And those spirits are behind those people. And as I can speak to America, at least, the United States, we have within our laws the abilities as the people, because of our rights and because of the duties God has given us in his word, to deal with the criminals. When are we going to deal with the criminals? That's the one thing that's always left off. Justice against the criminals. You see, the devil's fine with you talking about exposing the works of darkness. He's fine with you talking about sin and generalities. He's fine with you making fun of politicians and saying you're smarter than them while they're laughing to you while they're going going to the bank. What he doesn't want you to do is to bring any justice on it. And that's what I see. They've broken America up into two parties. And those two parties laugh and point the finger at each other, but 
Nobody brings justice. Makes for good WWE content, though, doesn't it? Huh? Oh, such and such grilled somebody. Oh, he let them have it. Oh, he ripped them. Oh, he blasted them. She did this. She did that. Hi. They said this. They said that. Fluff. It's fluff. It means nothing if they're not going to bring any action against the people who are committing the crimes against us. So we go right back to where Tony Spell was. And I, I had a lot of uh, stories here I was going to bring up. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll just take some of these, I guess, like Rush used to do, a stack of stuff thing. I'll just toss a couple of these other stories in in the archive later. But let's take it back to Tony Spell here. And this story from the American conservative. This guy Rod writing. See, Rod is willing to side with the tyrants, calling himself a conservative. He's willing to side with himself, with the tyrants, against people who are doing the right thing because he's fearful. Plain and simple. This has nothing to do with love for your fellow man. This has nothing to do with somebody's duty. He wants to make it sound like that because he wants to take the moral high ground. But it's not moral to stand with tyrants. It's not. So I'm just letting you know that. These are the things that uh, over the weekend that I had come across, and there's probably there, there's more, but I didn't get a chance to give you give you out some of that information. I do want to make mention of this. <clears throat> we had the, um, you know, we've we've had a number of people who have now died. More stories on that after taking the injection. The CDC is already verifying almost six thousand deaths and 329,000 injuries from the COVID shots. Almost, I mean, almost more than the previous 30 years. I want to say 30. They've got 29 here. 30 years. Not a peep. Not a peep from the media. Not a peep from the lying politicians. Not a peep from big pharma pimps. Nothing. And the parents of this young man are calling out the media on that. The parents of Benjamin Goodman are calling you out, Mockingbird Media, because you didn't inform them and you didn't inform their son about the dangers of this gene-altering shot. Shame on you. Repent. Repent. All right, guys. 3 o'clock, Bradley will be on with you. I'll see you again 6 a.m. in the morning. Jason Goodman's going to, or Garwood's going to be with us. Talk to you then. See you.